building for Bharat market is tough, especially given the challenges in translating your product in different languages. More importantly, how is Bharat market evolving and what are the key trends in this space? Do listen to this great conversation with Reverie team, including Vivek, who is the co-founder and CTO of Reverie, sharing the key insights and ways where startups can accelerate their GTM for the Bharat market. So, so let's move to the next segment, which is Webupain, uh, which is Bharat not lost in translation. I think this is taking the the question to to the next uh, logical step. Yeah. So over to you, Upain. Hey, thank you, thank you, Ashish, uh, and uh, good afternoon. I think it's almost good evening, reaching good night. <laughs> so I will try to run you through this uh, topic. Bharat not lost in translation as briefly as I can. So uh, before we start, uh, I love the conversation that you and Vivek had, and also the one with Anshuman and Rahul. And what what I feel is that product managers must love Pani Puri. <laughs> and why I say this is because Pani Puri has instant customer feedback. Ki bhaiya puri naram hai, pani khatta nahi hai. So you directly get that feedback. And then changing the product features is low cost. Ki bhaiya, thoda tikha dena. So the Pani Puri wala adds chili to a separated section made just for your masala. <laughs> and it has the shortest time to market for feature delivery. Ki bhaiya, masala zyada dena and the Pani Puri wala remembers you and adds an extra dosage every time he serves you. So, <laughs> so I think product managers must love Pani Puri. And I wish that uh, building for Bharat was as easy as serving Pani Puri and uh, addition of languages is high cost is what we believe. It takes long iterations and uh, one needs to wait a lot for customer feedback. But is this is this true is something that I want to address and uh, basically walk us through. So, uh, we all have been discussing the same things that the penetration of English-speaking market in India is saturating. And uh, most of the companies are trying to focus on capturing the segment of people that are not English savvy. So, we can take an example of Amazon itself. Uh, They started by supporting Hindi in 2018. And today they have support of six or more Indian languages. But we don't see much more. We don't see more such examples. Uh, and I think one of the reasons is that translation itself is a big task. I mean, albeit the idea is straightforward that uh, you can convert all that you have into another language, but the sheer volume of work is something that people can be taken aback by. So let's let's think from first principles. If if we have to talk about an e-commerce company and the assets they should localize to be able to give a complete experience. And what do I mean by complete experience is the same experience as an English user would have. Anything that an English user is able to do, an Indian language user should be able to do the same things. So what what can an English user do on an e-commerce website? So they can, of course, read the product titles, read the attributes, okay, it has 6 GB RAM, it is two kilo in weight. It, they can read description of a particular product. They can go through user reviews. They can also search. Now, to give this complete experience, uh, 
they would have to first of course start with converting all the product titles descriptions attributes into indian languages and to be able to do that what what would a company do typically they would probably approach a translation agency and if they have then confidence that okay no translation agency is probably too cost heavy for me let me try to create an in-house translation team which itself is a mammoth task it's it's like creating another company itself so all of this takes a lot of time and effort to complete now if one if one wants to decrease the time which can be done by paralyzing the effort of converting different uh, products into and probably using more translation agencies but all of this would bring along with it cost uh and the reason the cost is high is because one cannot depend on automatic tra- automatic translations at least not in the state which the technology stands today and one needs to put a layer of manual verification to ensure that the output is correct and whenever we try to add manual intervention two things happen uh, the time increases and the cost increases as well now if you don't uh, believe me just think about what john player shirt will get translated to by an automatic machine translation system and this is across the board so typically john player shirt would get converted to john kiladi shirt but no one would want to buy that right so that's that's a major challenge that gets into this field but there has been innovations that have been done in being able to bring all of this and use automatic translations many lsps are using it and in fact we at revery like anshuman and rahul mentioned have created two two products like prabandak and anuvadak which have reduced translation time to market by 60% but still it's not instant it's it's not like the pani puri that uh, we want to serve uh, that you can have uh, instant time to market and probably as short a time to market as one would want so uh, having said all of this i would like to ask this question that are there other ways in which one can cater to this audience who wants indian languages or the bharat the market that we want to target well the idea is like the uh, name of the topic is to not get lost in translation so uh, how so let me tell you a story of uh, when i was young and i used to travel by train whenever i used to travel by train i used to go up to the bogies and search where my name written on the bogies list ki acha mera seat number kahan pe okay it's in uh, b1 25 and along beside me there is a mail 52 i hoped it would be a f21 but it's not the case <laughs> and this was something that i used to do but what was fascinating was i had whenever when i did the reservation for my ticket i did the reservation in english but i could see my name written in hindi there i did not pay as much attention as i'm putting that attention today in this call but that thought was always there that how did my name come there in hindi i had only provided that the english version and the way uh, this was something that i was able to understand only after i joined revery 
and understood that there are technologies that can convert proper nouns automatically with 100% accuracy and uh, from there this journey continues of my association with Revry and working to build the products and technologies that can power uh, products for the next billion users so what the product that i'm talking about is of course uh, transliteration uh, it, it can solve both the problems that we talked about at the start that it can bring down the uh, time to get things converted and also bring down the cost of implementing it but in in general people are blind about it and especially ones who are not aware of this technology or who are hearing it for the first time so uh, what is transliteration uh, well the technical definition is the process of converting one script into another while retaining its phonetic properties now so it's a too many words but it's in simple my name bhupen will sound bhupen whether i say it in gujarati or odia or french or german the only thing that changes is the script from latin which is the english alphabet to devnagari which is the script we used to write to hindi in uh, when i transliterate from english to hindi so if i'm writing my name in english it is b h u p e n and if i'm writing it in hindi it is bhame uki matra bhame ki matra na so this process of converting from uh, one script to another is what we call transliteration and today this technology is available and it can convert between scripts between indian scripts as well with 100% accuracy and we have uh, proved and delivered it across uh, different uh, use cases which which will go and uh, walk through our today so this can be applied to people names place names product names and many such other uh, proper nouns i see a raised hand uh, is there a question that somebody yeah. wants to ask so yeah kirtana over to you uh, yeah yeah sure uh, so so i was just asking that uh, how do you decide where uh, translation is required and uh, whether terminology can remain in english especially in uh, technical subjects uh, where the subjects are defined by uh, english language material uh, like uh, project manager right uh, that's a that's a good question and that's a question that always comes up when we talk about transliteration in isolation so uh, the question basically that you're asking is i have a paragraph of text uh, i don't know which words in this i need to convert to uh, i need to translate and i don't know which uh, phrases i need to transliterate now the way that we have tried to solve this problem is uh, what we do is we uh, if i'm trying to explain it in a more technical way we try to understand which are the noun phrases in the input sentence and we then transliterate it and the rest of them rest of the body gets translated so this is something that we have developed in our machine translation engine uh, so you don't have to worry about it but transliteration in isolation can be used in many other places as well where you already know that you don't need to be no you don't need to translate for example if you have your user database and you want to send them messages on uh 
some reminders that okay your subscription to me is getting over and you want to send them in local language so you know that you don't need to translate the usernames right you would only want to transliterate it and the rest of the message body is always a constant so it can be a static field a static uh, message that you want to send and you can use transliteration to convert your user's name and send it so that's the idea that we are trying to drive that if you want to go to market and you want to accelerate uh, the time and you want to decrease your cost you don't have to limit your thoughts with translation even with transliteration there are many avenues in which you can reach out to your audience hope i answered you, your question yeah so where were we so we we understood what transliteration is right that it is it's just conversion from one script to another and this in today's day and age we can completely depend on an automatic uh, transliteration system um and what we have seen is its journey across different use cases and implementations in the market where some of these businesses have seen success and some not so much so i would probably walk you through some of them in fact uh, india's first automated system for converting names was implemented in the railways so i know where my nostalgia comes from and it was done back in the mid 1990s and this was the magic behind my name being showed up in hindi in spite of my only giving my name in english and uh, vivek was part of this team is what i know so that is also a proud thing for me <laughs> wow that's amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, we then started developing transliteration at revery for on device typing use cases uh, these were not smartphones that could boast 6 gb of ram and quad core processors but these were simple devices it had 256 kilobyte of ram at max and these were nine touch keypads uh, so we had to work with limited memory limited uh, processing power so our algorithms or were also something that were very concise and they could be accommodated in this limited resource in fact 9 uh, years back we used the same technology to demonstrate a lyrics converter application in next big next big word and we got a loud cheer from the crowd uh, when they saw the demo and uh, it could seamlessly convert between english odia gujarati and all different language permutations one can still search this so if you search for every plus next big word on youtube Yes. you will be able to find that video of the you remember right so yeah, yeah, yeah. this is something that vivek uh, has mentioned multiple times and uh, so this is the same technology right so i this i'm telling about this is because i want the audience to understand that there are so many applications that uh, you can develop if you keep your mind to it and you think bharat first like vivek mentioned and not think okay i have my english assets now what do i do i have to translate or can i think something ground up for uh, indian language i think there was one more hand that got raised right so yeah i would i would urge everyone to try and search that and just watch it now at the same time that we developed this lyrics converter we also got an idea of a phone book uh, now think about the bharat user uh, 
like like people already have mentioned like vivek mentioned and i think anshuman also mentioned that if you give a bharat user a phone they are already handicapped if it's not in their language or they have not they don't have someone to explain to them how to navigate through it and this is something that i personally have seen in uh, real life cases that uh, i have seen that my maid used to save her phone number uh, of people by numbers she used to just save uh, one or uh, a she know she knew ki okay if i write a and she would memorize it like an image ki acha main a dab dabaungi to mere bete ko phone lagega so all of these typical problems that we take for we take for granted are also problems that need to be catered to so we got this idea of a phone book and uh, we developed a phone book that could easily convert contact names into language of user's choice and uh, and this happened instantly on the device without any internet connection now this phone book in, uh, has gone through multiple iterations and uh, today this phone book app ships uh, preloaded in many devices uh, most recently it ships in jio phone and uh, it has served many users so phone book was a good idea and one more a uh, good innovation that we did in this phone book was even if you stored your name in hindi and you wanted to search your name in bengali you would still be able to do it this this is what we developed in the late uh, 2000s then yes uh, like vivek mentioned uh, about a bank that we worked with uh, which wanted to develop a completely separate app for their india users or bharat users so we did interesting work with them uh, we did i i mean we did not understand why they wanted to build a separate app but at least we got into developing a securities application where searching buying and selling of stock in indian languages was possible and this was in the late in the early 2010s so with this implementation what we found was that people preferred english at least in that space because they had trouble in input methods of course back then voice technologies were not prominent as prominent as they are today uh we like we are seeing some implementations of the same kind with paytm money providing voice trading options where voice acts like an input method so this was done and we got good feedback by some users but i think probably the decisions of this app did not really go well Yeah, so in the early 2010s, we worked with this uh, banking company, and then in the late 2010s, we then put our focuses on brand names, product names, and addresses. Uh, so the idea uh, being that it would cater to the growing e-commerce market, where deliveries also formed a big, big, big part of the operation, apart from having to list millions of products in local languages. Uh, This experiment fared really well. Uh, we did a successful implementation with uh, one of the e-commerce giants, and uh, they they launched this website in uh, in their mobile version. They did not do it on the uh, main web page, the desktop page, but it happened in the mobile version. And I think it was some sort of a missed opportunity because there was not active marketing done around it, and probably they were not able to percolate to the masses and. i don't know many other problems could also be there but we did implement uh, all of this using 
the technologies that I talked about now. So transliteration was one of the core technologies. We had localization, which was a combination of transliteration and uh, predefined translations. And we also implemented search. So all of this we did and uh, the implementation was done in production. Mm. The idea of our us working on addresses was also that last mile deliveries would be impacted and this would be a wide adoption as it would allow people who do not know English to understand the delivery location and be able to then do their work properly even if they did not know English. But what we found out was that uh, even with minimal English and PIN codes uh, and of course with applications like Google Maps it made all of this much easier. So they don't really have to read the messages, read the addresses but yeah they were still able to do the jobs. Uh, so today we are seeing strong usage trends from government to citizen services and media companies. A lot of work is happening in the government citizen services sector like Kanchuman and uh, Rahul mentioned. So the latest being the new income tax portal which is being uh, worked on. Media content conversions are big use cases today. Uh, one can develop beautiful applications without really having to depend on traditional translation services and this can be done with a much lower cost and time to market. And apart from all of this, one of the key features, key things that uh, people don't really take it into account while developing their application is the ways in which a user can give input to your mobile application or your devices. So typing use cases is something that we constantly see demand for. And I think like Vivek mentioned that if people design or think about applications from the ground up for Bharat users, then all of these requirements would be more, uh, more in the front. We would then also see demand for things that we take for granted for English, uh, English audience like spell checkers, uh, and whatnot. So. We, we, we are seeing demand for typing use cases, whether it is to fill a form or to allow users to give feedback, uh, the typing use cases are there in demand. So all of this was to basically broaden the thought process in being able to think about different ways in which you can attempt to create products and uh, develop. And we all know that the English market penetration is saturating like we started with. And one needs to think about innovative ways in trying to address this untapped potential. So transliteration can be a first step in this ladder of local language success. Uh, like Anshuman mentioned, we have our transliteration APIs listed on Rapid API. It's there for free for anyone to try and to get a feel for what they can create and solve. Uh, and with this, I would like to take you back to our days of train journeys and show you the light from the end of the translation tunnel. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, thanks. Uh, um, this is really awesome, Lupin. So yeah, so I have just a couple of, uh, I think, uh, more of curiosity around uh, the whole space. Um, so, so if you look at it, uh, social media and everything, I mean, TikTok generation, right? So it has created a new sort of consumption model also, right? You know, and, um, you know, um, 
what do you think is actually going to you know uh, i mean what are the what are some of those trends in the in the in, in the bharat market you know in terms of uh, content uh, you know it could be format or it could be uh, the way uh, it is consumed right so 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 do you see uh, in any drastic things happening uh, in in that space uh so in the space of consumption uh, so i have a, a little different view on this mm-hmm. uh, now let's let's think about this that uh, and i i have heard this argument multiple times that uh, india is becoming consuming consumer centric uh, market and people are into consuming mode but uh, you also need to think that the avenues for content creation are also low that okay if, if somebody wants to create content in indian languages like if i did not join revery probably if you would have asked me as a normal citizen of india then i would have to break my head in trying to find out ways in which i can type in odia so that itself tells me that uh, the space is not as easy for content creation like we have in english and with what vivek has said that 25 years ago the publishing industry in india has was so thriving but all of that has gone because of the different varied reasons of the consortium and uh, i think he is expert and being able to tell all of that so i see this being the problem and pratilipi like vivek has already mentioned is one of the good examples where content is being created in indian languages and is being consumed in spite of it not being video yes uh, yep yeah vivek Okay, so I just wanted to add a word there. Uh, so I I agree with you, uh, uh, Ashish. That uh, see, uh, YouTubers as a profession has grown big, and to a large extent, I I think that video growing in India as a content space has a lot to do with you know um, uh, the uh, what what Ben also mentioned that. uh text content creation in indian uh, for 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 india has been actually low but the curiosity or the necessity to get information knowledge and stuff like that has been growing so therefore you know by youtube videos or tiktok or whatever be it for in, in entertainment or for information and so on is actually a growing space and it's actually grown by, uh, bigger in india than many, many other places as a profession very interesting very interesting yeah i i, th- I think uh, what we seeing is probably the first wave of internet in 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 the bharat market you know so uh, the the next sort of use cases will emerge once you know we have gone through that entertainment and all those categories right true cool awesome uh, this was uh, really fun i think uh, a, a lot of useful insights i mean just to share some context we at fwd have been kind of figuring out how do we really take this upskilling segment to bharat market because i mean we are essentially product led business and uh, you know we've been kind of figuring out what is the right way to go about it so so definitely this personally helps me to understand the space in a very uh, you know from a very practical perspective uh, so swati has a question so yeah swati over to you thanks ashish so i would to the panel here so there has been a lot of talk. so i would like to understand what is india what is bharat market number 1 number 2 um when we build for bharat do we include india as well okay and 
is building for India Bharat inclusive? It's quite a twisted question, <laughs> but I would like a response. Yes, Vivek. Uh, this is a very, very interesting question, actually. Yeah, Vivek would love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I think that uh, the common understanding would be that India would mean the people in India who know English, or uh, you know, who have got the English influence also. Uh, people of Bharat would be that the ones who would you know uh, be more uh, into. The, the native culture of Bharat and not as much you know, influenced by whatever else, right? And and probably not know English or not use English as much. Uh, that's what would be the understanding. Now, having said that, I would consider that in India or in Bharat, there would be no people who would not know a native language. As we were, we are born and growing here. That is still our first thing that you know, we speak in a native language. We learn that, if not at home, sometimes, but at within friends and so on. And the culture that we are initially exposed to is also that. So we are still Bharat first, and then you know the the, the rest of the influence. So I think when we talk about building for Bharat, it cannot exclude India. However, what I meant is that you know today what has been happening is when we are building, we are building for English first or India first, and then looking at uh, you know expanding to Bharat. Whereas if we actually did the other way around, we would not miss out on the India. We will still be covering them very much, and at the same time we'll be addressing the rest of uh, Bharat. An equally interesting response, Vivek, I must say. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, th- th- this is very interesting. Uh, so Vivek, uh, last question. I, I mean, uh, enough is being, and you have you have uh, touched upon this, but uh, in, in in general, a lot of people often say that uh, Bharat market doesn't. I mean, it's not monetizable at all, right? Uh, I mean, j- just to share some context. So we had Kunal of Cred talking about it, and. Uh, uh, you know, so, so would would love to hear your views on it uh, in terms of uh, it's not about the current value. Uh, you know, it, it it's all. So, for example, in 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 the next set of years, what's going to happen where the equation will actually change? I mean, right now, uh, the 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 way I look at it is that the VC market, the 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 Bangalore Koramangla startup crowd looks at Bharat as their DAU market, right? You know, but what is it about the monetizational part where you know things will substantially change over the next few years? Okay, uh, so I I haven't really heard Kunal, hmm. but you know in in our own journey because we have been <laughs> doing this for so long, this particular question or the line of thought has come so many times and from every every side. But the fact is that when we really look at the market, it always tells us the exact opposite of this perception. Just that, you know, because of this perception, we have not been working to provide as much to people of India. So, I'll example you. If we go to a hotel and talk about English in Hindi, then we won't get service. But they will still prefer to speak in English first. That is that is only a mindset. But aspiration is just a human property. 
वेदर इट इज एमोंग द इंग्लिश स्पीकर्स और द नॉन इंग्लिश स्पीकर्स एस्पिरेशन इज देयर विथ एवरी वन एंड एज लॉन्ग एज द इकोनॉमिक पैरिटीज आर ब्रिजिंग आई डोंट थिंक मोनिटाइजेशन ऑफ दैट एट ऑल इज अ प्रॉब्लम इट हैजेंट बीन अ प्रॉब्लम Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, we, 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 we need to also, you know, recall the fact that uh, it was the Bharat market which actually latched onto the whole CRBT space, right? Uh, more than the urban India. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and that that was a classic case of uh, uh, urban India not really understanding the Bharat market and their motivations. and let us look at one more thing also so uh, you know the you know uh, places in and around bangalore there were you know plenty of farmers who had to sell off their land and you know so they gave up their profession they get got some money that made them wealthier and where did they spend the money they actually spent all the money you know mostly in fulfilling aspirations that were not necessarily western right so i think you know when it comes to uh, you know economics you know people are just interested to fulfill their aspirations and if language is a barrier then obviously those services probably would not reach them if it is not there i mean the services that need languages if that is not there then obviously that it is a market that is waiting yep yep very interesting cool awesome uh, thanks everybody yeah this was really uh, really an amazing session